Hey guys, it's Dr. Poland here from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab Radio. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting our channel and listening to all the great content that we have coming out. Because our goal here is to help every community stay active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. And so bringing these guests on is going to help us accomplish that goal. Now to help further support our channel so we can spread the message to more people, I would really appreciate it if you could hit that like and subscribe button on our page to make sure that one, you get notifications of when a new episode drops and you can share it to your friends and family. So thanks so much. We so appreciate your support. Now, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much. everyone. It's Dr. Pohn again here from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab. I have two phenomenal guests with me today. Uh, one is a really good friend from college and then another one who I've been following on Instagram for quite some time. They're both brilliant, smart, and I just love everything that they have to post on social media. So I have Dr. Jake Anderson and I have Dr. Chris Erickson. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? Thanks, Brad. Thank you very much for having us. So if you guys don't mind, can you guys just give me a little bit of background on what you both do and how you help your community in Nebraska? Yeah, for sure. I'll start here. Yeah, I'm Jake Anderson. I'm a chiropractor. We're both in Elkhorn, Nebraska out here. So we have a multidisciplinary clinic. Both chiro- I'm a chiropractor. Chris here's a physical therapist. You know, I'm in my second year of practice. So we have a multidisciplinary practice out here. We primarily see neck, shoulder, low back, hip, but we're in a sports complex. So we see, um, you know, we get a handful of um, sports injuries, knees, ankles, shoulders on the volleyball side. And uh, yeah, we love helping people out, getting, getting them to reduce their pain and then get back to like a lifestyle of fitness and exercise. Yeah. So like I said, my name is Chris Erickson, physical therapist. I've uh, been doing this quite a while, probably 15 years or so. Yeah. Um, I've owned some different multidisciplinary clinics in the past. Um, and so I knew when I partnered um, with Jake and Jeff out here and these guys for the last three years, this is what we needed to do. And it's the way that we believe uh, in, in, in helping people. Um, it takes the right group of clinicians to do that you have, you have to you know really put the ego aside we don't care whether someone needs more of one thing or the other um there's still a lot of animosity and you know uh, <clears throat> closed-mindedness or fight among among the the professions and we really don't you know no, care because we just whatever, whatever yeah. someone needs to, to fix the problem I and mean, i specialize uh in spine as well as, as an mdt certified um Clinician, obviously Jake specializes in spine as a chiropractor, so we do see a lot of that kind of you know mechanical yeah. spine pain. Um, on the PT side, we will also see an occasional um, post-op type situation, like a total knee um, or a shoulder, you know, post uh, shoulder surgery, rotator cuff, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of what we do, and, and we really believe a lot in um, taking people past that that point of like, yes, their, their plan of care say is completed. But they, we don't really use the word discharge around here. We try to, you know, um, transition them into yeah. more of a lifestyle of fitness. And I do a lot more stuff now online um, with uh, helping people return from a disc injury and getting back to uh, high-level fitness and strengthening um, with exercises that they're told that they should never do again, um, like squats and deadlifts and that kind of thing. So yeah, so that's a that's a brief. Yeah, that's what we do. De- deadlifts are bad for your back. Oh, I can't do it, Brad. Yeah. I know it's funny you mentioned that because I. Jake, Jake and I always, uh, we always joke about that, how like I, all the people who come into not just your clinic, but my clinic as well, they've told me that the doctor said they should never squat again, they should never deadlift. And I'm just like, that's just complete baloney. It's yeah. So you two know that just as much as I do, which yeah, I yeah. love it. And, you know, I know in my very first year of practice, and I know Chris and Jake, you can expand upon this 
a lot more than I can, but I've come across a lot of stigmas, not just with chiropractors, but also with physical therapists. Yes. And I kind of wanted to ask you guys this question right off the get-go, because there's a lot of that stigma that you were just mentioning, Chris, between chiropractors, physical therapies, doctors, and whatnot. You know, from your guys' realm of expertise, what would you say the, the most common myth that you've come across since you guys have both been in practice? Yeah. So on the chiropractic side, it's that we only treat spine and we only crack backs. And that's just like, that's all we do. So I guess a lot of people don't realize the level of education we have. And from the outside, yeah, it might look like we're just pushing on your back and making some noise and everything. But like, there's a diagnostic process. We do a full history. We do a full exam. You know, everything is guided by what we find out, not only from what the patient tells us, but then from moving them around. That's where we get the most information. And outside of the spine, we still treat shoulder, elbow, wrist, you know, hip, knee, ankle. We're well-rounded to handle pretty much any spine, muscle, or joint condition, yeah. even as chiropractors. On the, we also get the bad stigma that, you know, it's just five minutes, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah three times a week for the rest of your life. And unfortunately, that is a common model in chiropractic. Uh, I would argue that that's mostly driven by money. So the, those providers are just trying to just get you in and out as much as possible to make as much money as possible. You know, in the clinic setting we have here, our follow-up times are 20 to 30 minutes. We're doing a lot more than just adjusting. You know, we're doing soft tissue therapies, Manual dry needling, cupping, yeah. different mobilizations, yeah. McKenzie, and then low-level rehab stuff, and then deferred PT for the higher-level rehab stuff. But then, uh, yeah, you guys get a lot of that, yeah, that stigma there too. I mean, the same thing happens in the physical therapy world. I mean, just like in any profession, there are some, you know, chiropractors who do a very good job, like you believe we have here. There are some that are, you know, not very good. And then it's what yeah. gets the, it's what gets the, um, takes that stigma of, oh, I don't go to that place. All they're going to do is, you know, crack you in out the door. They don't really help anything or they make you worse. Uh, same thing happens on the PT side. There are some that are very good and some that are, you know, very poor and still practice that, that very much something that we speak out about quite vocally and, and quite often that cookbook style model of everybody gets a hot pack and Easton when they come in the door, everybody gets ultrasound, everybody gets hamstring stretches, go sit on the bike for 10 minutes, go sit on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And then, the, you know, the, that's the, the myth is that that's what you know, PT looks like is they don't, they don't talk to you. They sit you on a bike. You see a different person. Every time you go into one of those larger you know, PT clinics, um, you got to tell your story from a patient perspective, you got to tell your story. Every time you go in, cause you're seeing somebody different, um, it, it, it's painful. They have you do all these things that don't, you know, that don't work. Uh, it's the same exercises every time, you know, okay, work a couple core things, a couple hamstring stretches in a hot pack and you're out the door. And, for the, and unfortunately, just like it does in other, you know, in yeah. chiropractic profession, that does still happen in places. Um, so we take every opportunity we can to uh, explain that it's not always that way. And uh, there are different ways to approach things. And that's the one thing that we have, obviously learn over time um, and try to educate people as much as possible. The difference or, or, you know, when you talk about mechanical pain, especially mechanical spine pain, you can see 10 different people and you would get 10 different protocols. You have to continue to um, ask around, look around um, and find what works for you. Cause it's just not a one thing that, that works for everybody. Yeah. And you know, from before I opened up this clinic here in Glen Carbon, I was in a clinic in which we dealt with a lot of insurance cases and it seemed like a lot of our treatment dictated based on what insurance was going to reimburse us, which, yeah. you know, I, would you guys say that's kind of similar to what you guys have experienced in the past as well? So <laughs> I guess the way I'm going to word this is, 
yeah, insurance can absolutely dictate how you provide care. You know, on a Medicare patient or a Medicaid patient, you're not getting reimbursed well as a provider versus someone that has, you know, a traditional Blue Cross Blue Shield and a plan like that. Um, honestly, in my opinion, I'm just going to try and provide the same high level of care to everybody, regardless of what I'm getting reimbursed. That's just what the patient deserves. Yeah. And if you only do what the insurance tells you you can do, you're probably not going to get the best results that are that are available to you. So that's my perspective on it. I try not to let it dictate anything that I do, but I can definitely see how some providers will shift towards that way and uh, just do it, makes them the most money. Yeah, I mean, we like we are an in-network club. We are, yeah, we, we take insurance. We, we take insurance and we are also, also are a for-profit company. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to make a profit in order to keep our doors open. Um, but a lot of times because we combine with things, Medicare patient, for example. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Jake cannot get reimbursed on any kind of therapy exercise, therapy activities, those kind of things. Right. Like you'd want to, even manual therapy, like it's only the adjustment type. Yeah. So in our case, because we have different disciplines, that person can still get all the care they, they need. And I will, I will just see them or one of the PTs will see them. Um, and now can we bill for those things? Yes, we can bill for those things. And so we still can still reimburse on those, but we're not going to do anything less for the person because right. if we'll just figure out how we're going to see them yeah, so that we code it correct way and, and appropriately, um, but that they still have high level care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we do see, you know, a combination of insurance patients and some that you know choose to pay self pay cash. We also yeah. have massage therapy here, so there's a you know that that's almost always a cash pay. So, yeah. you know, and that and that's and that's really great to hear because I know a lot of people when they go like they came to my clinic and they were afraid of what I would do based on their deductible, their copay. You know, could I give them the amount of treatment that they actually needed? And it seems like, you know, we're both on the same mindset with that because we both have the same mission of essentially keeping our community strong, active and healthy without yes. any sort of prescription drugs or surgery. Like that's the Absolutely. last thing one people to be on is an opioid or again, low back surgery that has a failure rate of over 50%. So it seems like what you guys are doing out in Nebraska is great. And I'm just so, so, and I just applaud all of you guys out there for doing what you do. Now, this next question, I, I think we kind of tied into it a little bit with, with yes. what I just asked about the insurance portion of it. You know, I'll, I'll, if you go to, and this is what I think is great about chiropractic and physical therapy is that if you go to, if I go to five different physical therapists, I might get five different treatments, but it all does the same thing. Same thing with a chiropractor, five different adjusting techniques, but it all does the same thing. Yeah. So what would you say is one thing from your areas of expertise that almost no one agrees with at all? That no one agrees with. All right. Hmm. I would say, well, the combination of care, that's yeah. not common, but I guess um, we're heavy, like MDT, McKenzie docs. So for yeah, the docs, no one agrees with like how, like you said, how to treat a mechanical, you know, yeah, centralized mechanical spine pain. No one's, or very few people are going to agree. Okay, I'm going to do it this way. We're going to move this way, move this way. Someone else is going to say, well, you know, no, that's wrong. Yeah, I got to do shaking your hand, you got to plank or do, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be very little agreement on how to treat that kind of condition. Yeah. Um, other things, you know, post op, you know, that's total needs that. That's kind of plan, but I think. Yeah. But I would say mechanical neck and well, spine, neck, low back pain would be not very agreed upon depending no. on where you go. And it's gotta be individualized anyway. Yeah. So specific to each patient, but yeah, we try to classify them as much as possible within our system that we both speak. Mm -hmm. And that allows us as providers, especially with different disciplines to be on the same page uh, when we're managing and communicate. Like a co-treating case. So I think that's probably something different. And probably even just the combination of doing both things. I, th I think yeah. that for the most part, 
our patients get it and they, and they want it and they ask for it. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, why don't you go to different places? You know, you do different things. It makes me feel better. But the clinicians tend to not dis- or not agree that they say, no, you have to go to a MD. No, you have to go to a chiropractor or no, you have to go to a, a you know, PT or you don't, or don't, don't, don't ever go there. Go, yeah. yeah. So that's not very well, very well agreed upon. And, you know, kind of tie back to what you were saying, Chris, regarding the whole McKenzie uh, protocol. And for anyone who doesn't know what McKenzie protocol is, it's a system of how it's mechanical sort of pain that usually is radiating some form of way from the spine. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but is, is that the overarching aspect of MDT? Yeah, the MDT is, is an assessment um, system. People often, they actually quite often misinterpret or misunderstand it as a specific exercise. Well, you have to do this McKenzie exercise. There is no such thing as a McKenzie exercise. All movements, exercises, loads, uh, positions can be underneath the system. Think of it like an operating system for a computer. Anything you need to um, you know, run that system uh, is, is the McKenzie or MDT method. So it's more of an uh, assessment and diagnosis system that allows you to, to understand what someone has. Once you can kind of subcategorize and you know what someone is, it's much easier to treat and fix and then use the tools and the things that you've got from other continuing education, like dry needling or chiropractic or end range movements or strengthening. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all about knowing when to appropriately apply that thing. You can't just throw out 10 things and say, well, here, I hope, I hope this works. Like, let's just throw 10 things out there and hopefully one or two of them work. It's specifically understanding this will work for you because we understand what's going on. Um, and then it's just a, you know, a progression of forces to get it to where the person is uh, returning to uh, functional and um, strengthening exercises as quickly as possible. Yeah. And the whole, the whole assessment technique is understanding how different movements, positions, and loads yeah. affect the body. Yeah. In the majority of cases, and, and you don't have to have time. Yeah. And you can use it for any, any joint, wrist pain, elbow pain, back pain. It could be very central. It could, it could be. And when we say central, we mean um, like right near the spine. Um, and when we use the word peripheral, uh, like, well, I mean, just for the people, for the audience that yeah. it means it's going away from the spine, like down an arm or down a leg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a really good way. Like I've only taken two courses in McKenzie and I've, and I mean, I need to probably refresh on it because it's been so long, but just from the general concept of it, it seems like it's a really good way. And from my past whenever I was first getting out you know I would throw the kitchen everything in the kitchen sink at an injury just to see if something would stick mm-hmm. yes you know and yeah. I would always yeah and I would consistently miss something so yes. I mean based on what you're it's, saying it's really an algorithm that you can say okay if yes here if no here so that you pare it down and you know at the end you're you know a high probability if you know what's going on and once you know what's going on it's all of us can treat it once we know what's going on it's yeah. the one that if you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, why are they having this pain? It's, it's a way. It's a way to figure it out. And you start at what's most common. Yeah. And then you start continue going through the problem, hacking off things. Like, hey, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. This is possibly it. That fits the best. Let's go with this for now. Mm-hmm. And then you can adjust accordingly yeah, later it's on. It's very fluid. It's very yeah. Because we know that, like the, the dynamic nature of of disc and, and spine pain can change very rapidly. You can have I and mean, when you ask people, what makes you have good on Tuesday all of a sudden now it hurts real bad sometimes I can do this sometimes I can sit sometimes I can't um it, it changes very rapidly so you need to be have you know something that can we change agree upon that we can change very quickly and you know I I I, I kind of asked this question without actually directly asking it and it's it's kind of funny that you both come to agreements with the are in the same diagnosing algorithm how yeah. the McKenzie method the MDT protocol has really solidified you guys' clinical pearls and defining what's going on and how to effectively treat it. So yeah. 
other than let's say other than MDT, what would you say is another, you know, underrated tool? I wouldn't say underrated, but what let's say another tool that is in your wheelhouse that's always going to be like like if it, if MDT doesn't work, what is your next line of defense? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, again, again, it's MDT is not something that either works or does it. It also tells you when you can't help someone and, and yet you need to refer them out to something else or, or use a different, yeah, it, it, again, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't always. So by not having an answer at the end, doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just, it just tells you that this person is either not mechanical, they're mechanically unresponsive. They could have a bunch of red lights and flags that need to get, you know, it could be something like upper motor or centrally mediated. It just helps you decide can you help them? Um, which most of the time in mechanical pain, you can. And then sometimes, no, this person doesn't belong here. Like something yeah. is wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a fracture. It's a, uh, some kind of inflammatory condition, but it, it has all of the different, you know, buckets that, so again, it's not like necessarily that it, it works or doesn't, even when it doesn't work, it still works because you figured out that I can't help this person. So then you, you got to get them to the, the person who can. So if it's and sometimes it's surgery, sometimes it's injections. I mean, yeah. that does happen we do need those things at times. It just is not as common as, as we tend to find, tend to see. Right. So I would say, you know, if someone doesn't fall within the typical uh, MDT response that mm -hmm. most people are at least aware of, mm -hmm. especially with a peripheral pain, that's when like you throw your neurodynamics hat on and they might respond to nerve glides or tensioners or something yep. like that. Or it's more of a dysfunctional tissue and you just need to load the hell out of it. Yeah. Remodel it by loading. You know, it's clear as day to me that I've, I've essentially forgotten everything from Mackenzie A and B. I'm going to retake those classes and then yeah. finish up with C and D. So it's wow. I am just getting, I'm learning a lot. So I really appreciate you both being on here. Thanks so much. Um, well, let me ask you this next question. Um, I, I mean, in my very short time in practice, I've had two folks shadow me. Uh, one was finishing up college, going into Logan. And the other one was about halfway through Logan, just kind of getting the idea of what it's like being out in the real world. And so I imagine you two have had plenty of students come by just to be flies on the wall, pick your brain, yeah. ask questions, yeah. you know. So whenever you do have those discussions with the next generation of healthcare providers, what is the number one piece of advice you usually give them? Yeah, so on the chiropractic side, um, one of the biggest issues we have is that school prepares you to pass boards. It doesn't prepare you for real life. Nope. So nope. if you are not exposing yourself to seminars, clubs, learning different techniques and not just zoning in on one and saying, well, I'm going to be a DNS mm -hmm. you know, God or whatever, or I'm only going to do dry needling. Like you need to be exposed to everything because not, you need to have as many tools in your toolbox as possible and then know when to apply them. That's the hardest part. And uh, you'll learn how to apply the tools by shadowing other doctors. Yeah. So like in my case, you know, we were on the topic of MDT. Like I took A and B and I thought I knew what I was doing with it. And then I got in with these guys and Dr. Brinker, who's down in St. Louis. And I see how those guys actually use it as part of like a diagnostic system and then a treatment system to guide what you're doing. If you don't have a system to follow, you're just like you said earlier, blindly throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what fits. So you need to gain experience by working with other professionals, finding those people that fit well with you, and then exposing yourself to materials outside of the curriculum, whether that's reading research, going to clubs, or taking um, further education. Yeah. I'm going to go a different way with this because okay. I've been doing this for quite a while. And you're right. I mean, first of all, school has completely outpriced itself. I, I always ask, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to be a PT or chiropractor? Because it's tough. I mean, it's with the cost coming out of school now, 
It's outrageous. Yeah. The things that you have to do, um, because they will only teach you, like you said, to pass the, to pass the test. No one cares in general. Our patients do not care what kind of certifications or letters we have behind our name. So taking, taking um, continuing education courses is important. You do need to keep your skills, they say, fresh or learn new things. Yep. But it is more important to me to learn how to communicate, yes. learn how to sell yourself. You have to take, especially private practice. Somebody that just go work for somebody, punch in, eight to five, do your thing. If you have any aspirations to be on your own, you have to have to learn marketing, communication, sales. I would say now is the best time, better than any other time in the history of, of you know, since we've ever been, you know, the profession to explore into online um, things, yes. courses, digital courses, uh, downloads. You have to create a personal brand. You have to be online. Um, those things, they will never teach you in school. Uh, I mean, that's just not going to happen. And yeah. that's the stuff that you have to learn in order to be successful, to be on your own. I mean, it's, yeah, we, we think that it's important. Oh, like he's been to the, he's a, you know, manual therapist or he's been, he's got the, all these courses, all these certifications behind their name. And in general, like a few people will, will specifically search certain things out if they're educated on stuff. Yeah. But most people like humans in general, we only care what's in it for us. Like, how can that person help me? I don't care what they're, where they went to school. I don't care what, can they help me get my problem solved or can't they? And it's the better you can communicate that and let them understand how you're going to help them, how you, you know, that's, that is play on the communication. Yeah. And that is so much further along than what the school, either PT or chiropractic school will ever prepare you for. I mean, I had to learn that over years and years of time. Yeah. It did not come easy. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that Chris, because earlier this week I did another podcast with one of the local gym owners here in my town. And, you know, he, I mean, he has every certification you can think of regarding personal training he has a master's degree. He has all these years of experience. And he's like, no one cares. I have all these certifications. Oh, yeah. No care. one cares. I have all this education. They just asked me, can you help me? How long is it going to take? How yeah. much can is it going to cost? Exactly. Yeah. Can you help me lose weight? So it's, it's you know, how, how likely is this scenario to happen? And then how much um, time am I going to have to invest in our, or money? And then, you know, the trust, how, you know, how, how much do I believe that you can solve that problem? Yeah. And that's it. Those three, those three things after that, they don't care where you went to school or how, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, this is, since we're kind of diving into the business aspect of our discussion, which I, I absolutely love this conversation because I'm a, I'm a numbers guy and it seems like you two are kind of the same way. You know, if, if you could turn back the clock and if you could start another business tomorrow, you know, what would that business look like? Yeah. Starting like restart another clinic or something totally different. Uh, let's just say a whole new business in a different field. Okay. Yeah. We're both pretty on board with real yeah. estate, 100% real estate investing. So whether that's starting a single family and moving to multifamily, like at the end of the day, we want time freedom more than anything. And as doctors, you know, for the most part, outside of online coaching and consulting, mm -hmm. you know, we have to be physically present, Brad, especially on the chiropractic side. It's, it's expected that we're physically present, yeah. treating patients hands-on, yeah. which yeah. requires our time and our having to be in the office. <laughs> And you can't have a free lifestyle when you're required to show up to the office eight to six every day treating patients. Like you need to have something supplemental. You need to have something on the side. You need to have assets yep. to make yourself, you know, comfortable at, in the later years in life, so you can choose to do what you want. So, yeah, real estate for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I started with the single family and the multifamily, and then now into commercial. Um, it's important, you know, that you should, you know, own 
the building, if possible, that you have your clinic in, um, have different LLCs so that you're basically essentially you know, paying yourself from one pocket to the next because you have the different uh, entities set up. And then for me, it would be absolutely uh, e-commerce. I mean, something very specific. I mean, I mean, niche down so specific that you're helping one kind of person solve one very specific fear uh, or problem, you know, or issue. And because of the world is now is just so connected and especially after 2020 um, with yeah. COVID, it was, it was a blessing in disguise that people are no longer uh, fearful or even uh, confused about how to, you know, how to um, get on a zoom call. Like, the, like even older folks now can be like, they are used to, oh, I can't do that. You know, I'm not good at the, when they were forced to do it. Now everyone does it. And it seems very normal um, to find answers and solutions and help um, from across, you know, the globe essentially. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be something more scalable because we only have so many times. You can only see so many people on the table a day. I can only see so many people, like even in a clinic when I'm double booked a day, and then you wear yourself out. But if you could have something that's ultimately more scalable, um, the stuff you have in your brain, digital assets, make courses, um, have many, yeah, many courses, anything like that. And then um, for us, real estate. Yeah. 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 I love it. You know, I, I've, I know um, Jake and I have talked about a lot of things that Grant Cardone does. And it seems like we're both trying to mimic that because I'm also trying to dive into the real estate game as well. And from what you're saying, it seems like it's definitely going to be a good investment. So I appreciate yeah, you yeah. giving me that vote of confidence. It, it's the first, oh, yeah. the first one is hard. Like the yeah. first one is hard. And then it starts to like, it takes, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long game. It's not a, you know, we are not in a get, get rich quick kind of um, uh, career. I mean, no. we, you know, we're trying to build something that, that lasts and has some uh, pays us over, over time with perpetuity, but that doesn't, happen overnight it takes some time of course yeah. it's, it's, it's just like even with your businesses you know it, it's not going to happen overnight you got to feed no. it nurture it and yeah. over time and be patient <laughs> yep exactly well I, I know you two are busy bees and it's friday afternoon so you guys probably want to get out of the office and start your weekend so I'll, I'll just ask you three quick questions and then i'll let you i'll let you two sneak out for the day yeah um you know i've always heard a stat that the most successful people in the world they read 60 books a year, which on average, I think that's about a book, a book a month, a, not a month, book a week. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah. So what would be three books that you'd recommend our audience to read and why? Yeah. So I've done probably more reading the past two years and starting out on my own than I have in the past 26 years of my life. Yeah. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad's going to be a classic one for me. That's just going to be mostly about mindset and then understanding like how to get out of the traditional rat race that most people find themselves mm -hmm. in of working a nine to five for the rest of your life. So that was more of a mindset shift. Um, another book I liked was how to win friends and influence people. So as doctors, we're in the world of, you know, we're conversing with patients all day yeah. long. We're directly talking to them, directly communicating with them. Um, so I like that just for kind of like understanding people's psychology and understanding how to better, I don't want to say persuade people, but better, you know, guide people towards making the decision you want them to make, I suppose. And then another th third one, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's, there's, a lot of there's so many. I like anything by, um, like I said, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Kid, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad. I like everything marketing and business related. So yep. um, Donald Miller has one called um, Building a Story Brand. Very good book, again, yep. about, you know, how we're going to make this business and treat customers so well that they have, you know, they just have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Making, by Alphamosi, uh, $100 offers. Making an offer so good that a person would be stupid, you know, to refuse. Like they feel 
dumb yeah. saying no. The offer's so good. Um, who not how? Who not how um, that's a good one. Yeah, anything by Dan Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Marketing, uh, business stuff. Like six or seven for you there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, so I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at my audible right now. Yeah, I, I listen to things all the time as we go through them. So, um, yeah, things that have to do with you know scaling and, and growth mindset yeah. and systemizing you know yeah. business and, and really making the, the customer journey um, and our, our client journey and experience as, as top notch as possible. That's awesome. So I, I asked this to everybody because I'm trying to build my library. So I have about, oh my gosh, like eight books I can, I can get now. So I love it. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, I, I imagine you two, you're not just, you know, reading books. We also listen to a ton of podcasts from a lot of people that you look up to and you inspire to be, you know, what would be three other podcasts that you would also recommend to our audience? Yeah. So I picked out three specifically for you, totally different things. So for chiropractic and physical therapy, either doctors or students, Restoring Human Movement mm-hmm. is an excellent pod, pod, podcast by Sebastian Gonzalez. Uh, his, um, I guess, like clinical direction or practice style is very similar to ours and how mm-hmm. we reason through cases and okay. just the way he portrays that and makes it simple. I think that's a great podcast. Art of Sales. These are short podcasts. Um, I think they're like five to 10 minutes long mostly about selling, communicating, and then understanding how the person that you're dealing with on the other end is receiving what you're saying and how they're um, responding to what you're trying to get them to do or how you're trying to sell them. And then my favorite one of all time right now is Bigger Pockets. Yeah, this is Pockets too. Which is real estate, but not only is it real estate, you can get a ton of business, financial, and systematizing advice from that podcast. Even if you're not interested in real estate investing at all, the value that podcast brings is yeah. I have second to none. Yeah, I like I like that one. I like okay. Entrepreneurs on Fire. Okay. Um, and then I like the uh, Passive Income. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's something with, with Passive Income. Um, and then anything having to do with, again, Dan Kennedy's Magnetic Marketing. Stuff yeah. with stuff. Going to. stuff so. Love it. Again, like I said, I'm trying to build my library as, as I know a bunch of listeners are. So I have at least four or five other podcasts I need to start listening to. And I have a huge star over bigger pocket. So I like good. that. That's yeah, good. Definitely listen to that one. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I really appreciate you two taking time out of your busy day. Um, I just want to say thanks so much for coming back on. Yeah. Um, what's the best way in case anybody who's listening to the podcast has any questions, concerns, you just want to reach out to you. What's your best way to contact you too? Yeah. Uh, Instagram for me, that's where I'm most active. Dr. Jake Anderson. I post a lot on there and then uh, I'll respond to DMs if anyone messages me. Yeah. I mean, I try to be on as many different things as possible. Instagram is uh, at Kel Solutions or Herniated Disc Fix. I have two different accounts there. Um, me and Jake do some dances on TikTok. If anybody wants to watch us on the round. Yeah. We try to make as much content as content possible. Yeah. Uh, I do have a private private Facebook group as well. That's um, exercise and fitness routines for uh, people recovering from herniated disc um, pain and injury. So that one's out there. And uh, we'd love to have as many members as possible and keep helping the, the people that we love to help. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Alrighty. Well, everyone, I just want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It was great having Dr. Anderson and Dr. Arison on. It's so nice to have you guys talk to us and take time out of your busy day. So thanks again for watching our podcast. We'll see you guys later. Have a great day.
Hey everyone, it's Dr. Pullen here again. I so appreciate you listening to our podcast. I know you probably got a lot out of it that you can help implement into your day-to-day activities and lifestyle. So like I said before, I would really appreciate you to help support our channel as we grow to go into other communities so we can achieve our goal of making sure everyone is active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. So how we're gonna do that is that by going to our page, hitting like and subscribe so you get notifications and when a new episode drops, and you can help share it to your friends and family. So this is Dr. Pullen. Thanks again for listening. I so appreciate it. Have a great day.